Greetings, greetings. Welcome to another episode of Truth to Power. I'm your host, Tyrus McKnight. I will be joined shortly by my co-host, Jazz. And we're going to be talking about black femininity. Hey, Tyrus, I'm here. How are you? Can't complain too much. How are you doing today? Same here. Won't complain. <laughs> well, welcome back to the show. I was telling myself the other day I was going to put you on salary. <laughs> <laughs> salary, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was going to put you on salary. I was going to get a salary for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining me again. Um, tonight, the topic is uh, Black Femininity. Uh, what made me choose this topic, first let me explain what made me choose this topic. Um, I was on Facebook the other day, and this uh, girl that I know, she said that church women aren't getting married, or church girls aren't getting married over, uh, as she said it, the hoes in the club. And she wanted to know why. And I responded that um, maybe they're more honest about sleeping around than the women in church because just because you go to church don't doesn't mean that you follow everything that's in that Bible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, or do you have any type of feminine characteristics or you submit to male leadership that's, that, that says that in the Bible? And I want to run a quick definition and then I want, want to get, because I'm very limited on femininity so I want to get your um, opinion on this. Uh, this definition is definition of femininity is defined as qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of women, which are gentleness, empathy, sensitivity, caring, sweetness, compassion, tolerance, nurturance, deference, and succorance. Now, how accurate do you think that definition is? I think that the idea of femininity has changed with the times. I, I don't think that it's the same um, def- definition that you're describing to, for today. You know, I think it's, and it's not to say it's right or wrong. I just think, you know, women identify with femininity, you know, without excluding independence. You know, being independent, being strong, I think those are the the ways women define femininity these days, you know. Um, And it's not to say that it's to exclude um, submission and being gentle. I just think that it's added more more layers to femininity, you know, because to, to say that femininity is one way is to say that women are one way, and that's just not the world we're living in now you know women are more independent these days so you have to include mm-hmm. that into femininity okay that's fair enough so how but you know like um i get the you know the women are strong and they're independent i get that however like um displaying like displaying those characteristics of being independent and being um strong do you think that that has an effect on women getting married? I think it does to an extent. Um, okay. You know, some some women don't know how to let up 
on that and allow a man to be a man. And then some men don't know how to allow their woman be independent, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, you have to, with, with whomever mate you choose, you have to be able to balance or he has to balance you and you balance him. And I just don't think that, you know, men are really raised to <laughs> to accept that about a woman. Oh. You know, about why we are the way we are. You know, as far as the independence and the strong will and all of that, that's things that we didn't choose to have to be those things that we needed to survive in the last three decades at least. Oh. You know, it's just a part of how we've evolved as a as a a female race. So help me understand, because you know I'm still living from that old testament. Um when you say men not allowing that women to be independent, what do you mean by that? I just think that it's difficult for some men to allow a woman to just be great in the things that she's strong in. You know, without mm. feeling like their balls have been snatched away from them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, oh. to put it in such a to such in such a way, like I said, you have to find a balance. You know, you just have to find a balance oh. with whomever you're with. You know, some men they they want a complete submissive. You know, they want an independent, but they're not too independent. You know, it's like, come on. <laughs> You pick and you choose. It's like a, I mean, you pick one thing. You you want my goods. You got to take it all. Hmm. So, um, how would you define femininity, or your femininity? Femininity, um, for me, is to be gentle, to be compassionate, to just understand without saying, and mm-hmm. things being said. Also, it's it's independence. It's um just uh, the the nature to take on responsibility regardless of what man's there or what man isn't there. You know, sometimes you still have to do for yourself. That doesn't make you a, less of a woman, you know. So I would incorporate everything, every way that, a, that the the makeup of a woman is today in these in in these times would be my definition of femininity. It's all of those things before, and it's just a compound of layers, you know, added onto it. Hmm. So it wouldn't be fair to describe a woman in a certain way, you know, based on something that, a, a, based on a definition that was created decades ago we're not living back then it's just not where we are it's time for everybody to just speed up to what's what's now hmm. yeah i totally agree with you um but my question to you is like when you're in public how is it how important is it to you to display your feminine characteristics how important is it yeah are you conscious of it or do you think about it at all? Yeah, I mean, I'm a woman. I feel like a woman um, at all at all times. You know, I am aware of myself. If that's what you're asking, uh, yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm aware of who I am in society, you know, but at the same token, I don't think that that should box a person. Mm. You know, that's like picking a, a man out in the street and saying, oh, he's masculine. You know, he's showing his masculine. You know, it's like, come yeah. on. <laughs> you know, is that necessary? Either you are or you aren't. You know, it's all about you just walking in your truth and being conscious of it. Hmm. That's good stuff. So, so <clears throat> they got this uh, new movie coming out called "What Do What Do Men Want," and mm-hmm. it got me thinking. Like, it, so it's supposed to be that reverse of uh, "What Do Men What Do Men Want," I think, with Mel Gibson. Um, mm-hmm. with, his, with his racist ass, but um. Mm-hmm. They got Taraji P Henson in that role, and I was just and I just thought to myself, I was like. Do women really are women that conscious uh thinking like what do men want when they're out with men at the job or are they out with men on a date or things like that? Yes. Yes. We're more conscious about it probably than a man is about what a woman's thinking. No. Oh. How so? I just, you know, it's it's a it's all a part of that just awareness, your consciousness you know, of who you are as a woman. I mean, I can't say that I personally just think of, you know, but women are just a little more detailed, I think, with how people operate and why they operate the way they do. I can be wrong. I can't speak for a man. (laughs) (laughs) I can't speak for a man, but I don't know. I think it's just all about being conscious of who you are in society, you know, and that can be, and that can be for both male and female. I can't, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't just say, you know, we probably are more conscious about it, but if you, if, if a woman walks through a group of men mm-hmm. or construction workers, then she's probably thinking, well, what are they thinking? Because of experience, the whistleblowing, the how you doing this, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, a learned behavior, I think, to make you just already jump to the fact of thinking, okay, well, what are they thinking? Or, uh, assuming what's going to happen before it mm. does. Mm. So, like on a work in a workplace or um, in like a social setting, uh, do women do you are you yourself more um, conscious about how you present yourself as far as like um, I guess like your hair or um, makeup and things like that? Like if you're in like a like if you walk into work or if you walk into a social setting or anything like that? Um, when it, Well, when it comes down to makeup and clothing, you know, I, I'm conscious of it all, but mm-hmm. like I don't wear makeup to work mm-hmm. to look like I, I have on makeup, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some women, that's what they do. That's a part of their routine every day before leaving out the home. That's fine. That's just not something that I that I do. Do I think it it lessens my femininity? No, because I'm already securing that. You know, now there may be a day where I do want to wear makeup, and I can do that. But it's about mm-hmm. how I feel, not about me doing it for somebody else or for somebody to see it. But I would be conscious of the fact that okay, this is something different that I'm doing. You know, yeah, around a a, a different setting, but. It doesn't add or, or, or take away 
from my femininity or how or how confident I am as a woman. Hmm. Now, you know, um, sometimes I um, I could sometimes when I speak, sometimes I um, sometimes I speak ignorant. I'm an ignorant person, and I say that because I don't I speak, and sometimes I don't really see every side of the coin. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, so one time I found myself making this statement. I said, and I had to specify specify black women because um, the fact that black women are had the lowest marriage rate in the country, and um, almost seventy percent of all black children are born to single mothers or unwed mothers. So I said, black women who only submit to black men in bed will eventually become mothers but never a wife to a productive man. How do you feel about that statement? I think that is true. You know, you can't just um, submit to a man in bed because then that's all he's going to respect you for. Mm-hmm. So he wants submission full circle. Mm-hmm. So if you're just going to give him submission in the bedroom, then that's what he that's what he'll embrace but anything out of that, if you don't offer it and that's his nature to receive, then he's not going to embrace you. That's just the nature of man and woman, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So so what, so what would be your definition of submission? Because most people think that submission is really a bad thing. Or they look at it as like, oh, I'm being subservient to somebody. I'm um, just like... Like they also might continue type shit, but I don't look at submission like that. Well, I, I think some, I think it's a misconception, and okay. because every time submission, the word submission is used, is usually used in a way to degrade a woman. Mm. Even with black men and black, you submit to me, or even when you know some men like to throw throw their Bible at you. Wives submit to your, you know, but then they never, they never mention the part where God tells the man, I think it's respect your wives, mm-hmm. you know, so they don't, they apply that negatively. So then women reject it, even though it's the word of God, because we, we don't talk about submission in a positive light mm. and neither do men, you know, with that previous scenario I just used using the Bible to throw in your face you know the Bible isn't there to be thrown in anybody's face if that's the case adhere to everything in it don't be Mm -hmm. selective but I don't think submission is a bad thing I just think that the misconception is that you know the woman has to be degraded to be submissive Mm -hmm. and only a real man and you know, a man of God will understand that that's not what it is. So that's not something he would press on his woman. And he shouldn't have to press on her. You know, that's that's also the man look looking for the right mate in a sense of, you know, a, a lot of women, we're not going to submit to a man that's not a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of men walking around don't know how to lead. So they will never get a submissive woman. Hmm. If the black woman been strong and independent all this time, you think she gonna let somebody that's not a leader 
lead her and tell her to submit to him, regardless. You know. Hmm. Now that's interesting. So when so when women are um let's just say women are out and about and you know uh uh I don't know where women typically look for men at, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh whenever y'all out looking for women, looking for men uh things <laughs> like <laughs> I'm looking for men on the proud. Yeah, looking for men on the proud or doing whatever. You know, because, you know, people, you know, people get lonely or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, what I, so I'm wondering, like, what characteristics do you look for beyond, you know, the physical? Because we got to be honest about one thing. We The first thing that attracts, attracts some, somebody is the eyes. The first thing you see is that person physically. There's a physical attraction. So after that, what are you looking for? So like these days, beyond the physical, what I'm looking for is somebody that's, that knows what they want mm-hmm. or is at least clear about what he wants. You know, like don't text me every day what you're doing. Mm. And we don't have any other conversation outside of that. Or don't, you know, it's like all of that ties into just like, I'm 31 years old, making 32 in April. So I don't have, I I don't have time for the games that I played in high school and college. And the sad thing is, is a lot of men at 30 years old, they're still with kids. They're still back there. Mm -hmm. Like playing around like early 20s. You know, like this is amazing to me. So at this point for me, it's just, you know, knowing what you want, be clear in your thoughts and in your mind when speaking to me, you know. Okay. So um, switching gears just a little bit, just a tad bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Dr. Frances Chris Wilson um, stated in her book, The ISIS Papers, um, in July 1985, which which I found interesting because some of the stuff she wrote in that book still goes on today. Um, she said, there's a disenchantment with the institution of marriage, disharmony, disrespect, separation, and divorce. Um, there's a lack of value of Black masculinity in the Black community. The absence of a Black male model for the development of the Black male children and youth result in an epidemic level of teenage pregnancy um, thousands of children abandoned to foster care and adoption. Black male bisexuality and homosexuality. Black female bisexuality and homosexuality. And increasing numbers of black females with more education and income than their black male counterparts. There are hardly any black persons knowing five happy black couples. Now, to that, you say what? I know there was a lot. I mean, this is this is speaking from 80, 1985, right? Yes. So things was just kicking off. So that's almost like seeing into what we live in now, mm-hmm. you know. And it's true. Like, it's almost every podcast that we're on, I mentioned the lack of the Black father in the home and how we still dealing with it even today, three de- two decades, two, three decades later. Mm-hmm. You know, stuck with the questions of what is femininity and why women 
you know, have have a harder time submitting and why it, I mean, it's the breakdown of the family, the black family. You know, you didn't see a mom and a dad at home. Mm-hmm. You saw a daddy sometimes, if at all. So you didn't have that other person stepping in to give you a different perspective on how men and women operate. You know. Mm-hmm. So when you go into a relationship, you don't understand anything outside of your own sex. So then you turn to what? Same sex. Because mm. that's what you understand best. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not just the men, like the the women are more homo, um, are, are lesbians now because they can't connect to a man for whatever reason, be it you know, they can't select the right one or, you know, they're not around or they don't know what the relationship is supposed to be because their dad wasn't there. So they don't get it. They don't have that other side to understand. So they only understand themselves and, and like mine. So they now the men on the other hand, I don't know why men are with men more. You I don't know what that's about neither. I, you know, I I can I can say what I see as far as you know, women finding partners in other women. But for the men, what's the excuse? Them being molested, I can't say that. I don't know. Every man wasn't molested. Every gay man wasn't molested. So what's the reason? I don't know. Huh. Them being locked up, I don't know. You huh. know. Turning well, and having only each other <laughs> in the <laughs> jail cells, I don't know. Well, I don't get well, it. Well, I got well. I worked in a jail before, and um, I got a. I mean, like just to be honest, some guys are just like that before they come, um, because of the fact I've seen guys on a traffic ticket that's gonna get out the same day, attempt to have sex with a man while he in jail. You know. And it's most of the time, Mr. Dude, that you you would look at and be like, oh, he, you know, he 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 masculine, but on the flip side of that, they they on some other stuff, hmm. you know. But um, yeah, it just it just hard. <laughs> it's it's just hard. But like um, cause I'm I mean like my thing is this. I'm really just trying to figure this thing out because. I feel like the black family is very important. I feel like we've been, like you said before, we've been in so much dysfunction and disorder for so long that it's time to bring it back. And it's time for us to start valuing marriage to start valuing each other as black men and black women. You know. So. Yeah. You know, we do need templates for it you know like me personally I was thinking the other day to myself and I said I don't know if I'll ever get married uh-huh. is this a fairy tale that I'm optimistic about because it's something that, something that I'm supposed to do is uh-huh. this something that I really want is this realistic in my life <laughs> you know like <laughs> I just started asking myself these questions like I don't know is it a bad thing to not be married? I can't say that. Hmm. You know, it's like this. 
Like, is everybody marriage material? You know, I don't believe that. I I think that some people, you know, cannot decide on one person. They can decide on one person, but not for eternity, not for life. You know, it's like just having relationships here and there. You can commit to one person for four or five years, and then you're over it. So what you do, you get a divorce? No, you break up with them. So, <laughs> like, if you were married, people getting divorced, I mean, not to say people get married to get divorced, because I don't think that you should get married to get divorced. You know, I feel like if I have vows with you, we have nuptials, we stood before God, then you are, I have decided and chosen you. But that's just not life all the time. Things happen, people grow apart, and that's the real test when you can grow apart and still stay married regardless you know and no one knows how they're going to be until they're tested within their marriage to withstand and overcome so but me personally i'm just like i don't know like i didn't grow up in a in a two-parent home i don't know i I don't know what it fully looks like Mm -hmm. i'm just like maybe that's just not for me Hmm. what made you start thinking that like because i was just a well, you're just around thinking. I was just thinking. What happened? What triggered um, it? What triggered it was just me personally, how bored I get. You know, or like how things just are such a turn off for me. And I'm just like, I can't be turning things off on my husband. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, you know, that's not why I get married to turn things. You know, we're supposed to keep the wheels going in this thing forever. And I just don't know if I had a constitution for it. That's me personally. That's just that's just me reflecting on myself. You know, just looking at kind of how I am now just as a single person. Now, don't get me wrong. I would love to be with somebody and feel like that's my best friend and, you know, this is, that's like, I don't have a problem with committing. I don't even have a problem with submitting, you know, as long as I don't have to be the, I don't mind it at all. Like I, I, I say this all the time. I want a leader. You need to be able to be. I'm yeah, judge I'm yes. <laughs> just get difficulty. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Just get good. Now you say you like to be with somebody. Last I heard was you like to be with somebody that was a friend. Yeah, like my best friend. You know, like I don't believe in that. Um, marrying somebody you don't know and then y'all growing close. No, I don't believe in that at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not the seventh century where you marrying and. You figure you got your whole life to learn that person. No, you know, I want to marry somebody that I have a connection with and we are best friends. Like that's my go-to about everything and me for him, you know, instead of all, because if that's, if if y'all don't have that closeness, then that's when I think other people can get involved in your marriage. You -hmm. know, if you can't talk to your spouse, then you talking to somebody. And I just hmm. don't think that's healthy. Yeah. Because everybody talks, you know, to some degree. Whether it's direct or indirect, we all talk. So hmm. if I can't 
if I can't talk to my spouse, then that's a problem. And if he can't talk to me, that's bad too. So yeah, that's why I say my best friend. But I don't know. Only God knows. Sometimes I can only say because mm-hmm. I don't know what the future holds. I remember um, I was having this conversation with this uh, older guy, and I like um, speaking with older people because I feel like they like walking history books. Yeah, you could just learn so much from them. And he was telling me about his marriage, and he was just like, um, he told me just like it is like. Um, and I look up, and I look up to this guy. He was like, "Young man," he's like, "I wasn't shit." He said, "He was." He said he he didn't know if he was a single man pretending to be married or a married man pretending to be single. He was so far out there, and I was just like, "So." <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "So what made you change?" Because you know. Um, he started coming in and started um, being more of a family man. I was like, so what made you change? He was like, I don't know. I just did. He just said he just realized what's important to him. And instead of just, you know, not willing to work for everything, he wanted to put the work in for his marriage, you know. And I thought that was very good because I come from a long line of older gentlemen that, Get married, but their foundation of marriage, they don't really value that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, you know, just getting in. That's what I don't want to do, get married just to get married. So many people get married just to get married. When they're in those marriages, they do everything that's not, you know, it's not marriage. It's not union. It's not one. Mm-hmm. You know, too many people get married and they live in that single life on the side. I don't understand that. So it's like when you see people like for yourself, you saying you see a lot of you've known a lot of people like that. Like that don't necessarily give you hope. You know, you may be empowered to be a better person, but at the same token, it's like is this supposed to be encouraging? <laughs> right off the bat, you know, you have to do some. Serious reflection and understanding of what you want to be able to overcome that because that's a condition that can sit in, you know, just based on what you see. That's your, that's your visual. Mm. Yeah, it, it's well, it wasn't, it's not very encouraging. It's just, um, just learning from their mistakes without even having to do them right. is, you know what I'm saying? It's like they're telling me what they did wrong, so I don't have to do it. So I just, it's just like somebody, like you see a big hole somewhere. Somebody's like, well, there's that big hole right there. I already stepped into it. You don't want to step in that. And I just sidestepped that without even getting into it. Sidestep. (laughs) You can learn, you know, you can learn through other people's mistakes. I do believe that, you know, Mm -hmm. firm believer that. But, you know, Sometimes, you know, you're human. We're all human. Yeah. So sometimes you have to really um fight that condition mm-hmm. or that negativity. As we say these days, positive vibes. Positive vibes. So as far as um, a man is concerned, like my whole thing is this. I like, um, once again, 
I'm from that Old Testament. I'm living under that Old Testament. Um, I feel like men should be able to provide for their family. They should be able to provide for their woman and take care of them and protect and have them for protection as well. So how far, how important is it for a man to be able to financially take care of the woman that he's pursuing? Um, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. It's very important. You know, I need to know that if all else fails, you know, you can still like you have men that have jobs and then you have some men, they'll find a way regard. Like it's a difference. Like providers isn't necessarily somebody that's in a career and crossing all their dot I mean crossing all their T's and dotting all their I's. It's like that's a, a provider is somebody that can go out and still get regardless because he know he has a he knows he has a family. You know. And that's hmm. that's like a protection kind of thing too. Like protecting the family, while while you know, I do believe that the wife can hold the family together while a man protect it. So I'm still a little archaic with that too, like you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but as far as you know, him being the sole provider, and the only provider, no, I don't believe that that's necessarily the case. I do believe women, you know, should work. I think that it's it's a great thing if a wife doesn't have to work, but it's even greater if she doesn't have to work, but still work to help out mm. and to provide. You know. So as a woman, as a I'm gonna specify this as a black woman because I feel like black women um, have specific needs, they have specific um, desires, and they just specific things that they need. As a black woman, um, how do you see? Now you say you have no. You said recently that you don't see yourself getting married. But if you were, how would you see yourself? What type of marriage would you see yourself in? Mm. That's a good question, Tyrus. <laughs> That's a really good question. What type of marriage do I see myself in? That's your question, right? Yes. I really don't know. It's just a little premature for me to see. Mm. You know, um, I do believe in a lot of the old school things of provider and, you know, um, I don't want to sound like I'm in the 50s, but I think that it's it's up to a woman to to keep a household together. You know, just like Mm. I feel like those same duties can be shared between man and woman, but outside of the physical things just as a mate you know again a best friend you know somebody that I, that I want to share and talk to all the time with someone that I want to spend my time with but we can also respect each other's personal space when it's time to you know being able to talk about whatever whenever and building a home and a family as we see fit not as society tells us it is or as our parents did whether good or bad, you know, mm. being able to create a, a life that you're that we're proud of, mm. and keeping God first, you know, He's still a cornerstone, He's still a head, 
the head of it in my eyes. So that's definitely a deal breaker. Hmm. If if so, God isn't in the mix. Okay. So um just wanted to sw- switch gears again just a little bit. Uh so recently um you know, Terry Crews, he, him and D.L. Hughley, they got into it because D.L. Hughley, and I don't want to sound like the gossiping person, but D.L. Hughley said he should have slapped the white man that grabbed, her, grabbed his private parts in front of his wife. And Terry Crews responded like, oh, well, I should slap the shit out too then when I see you. And everybody was kind of getting on Terry Crews' case because he they were saying like, oh, you got all this energy for the black man, but when the white man who was sexually assaulted you, you did nothing. Hmm. So is that like with that situation, what what do you think about that situation? I just want to get your opinion on that situation. Good point. It's it's a good thing to point out, you know, you got this hostility and at the and you got all of this hostility about a brother that got on your case about something mm-hmm. but didn't violate you. But for this white man that violated you, questioned your masculinity to, to it was. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. it was a test yes. as a man. You can't tell me his manhood wasn't tested when that happened. You know, um, and also that happening in front of your wife, back to that being a protector and a provider. Yes. You know, because your woman could feel like, well, if I was violated, you wouldn't do nothing. Man or by a police officer, you're going to stand there? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, not that yeah. that's their issue, but I'm saying, you know, yeah. all of that got to be a point. Um, Why he didn't do anything, I have no idea. Because some people are saying, well, you know, he got children to feed and all I'm like, listen, if listen, if my if my boss was to grab my nuts in front of my woman, he not gonna be on this earth the next day. But who is Terry Cruz to the point to where he need a white audience? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like who how great of a you know, we're not talking about a Eddie Murphy. We're not even talking about a Wayans brother. We're talking about Terry Crews. You yeah. feel me? And that's not to say that man don't have a family to feed and provide for. I get it. But Black Hollywood is not something to step over. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't tell me that if he would have defended himself in a physical way, that Black Hollywood wouldn't have had his back and made sure he had a job. Yeah. Like we did for Kevin Hart. Like we're doing for Taraji P. Henson. And they try to drag exactly. her name through the mud. So it's like you tap dancing now? Yeah. You know, you tap dancing for what career? For what? Because Terry Crews, we know him, but do white people really know him like that? And if we do know him, he, he played corny roles. And I'm not trying to bash the man. I'm just trying to make a point here. Yeah. You know, as far as who are you, prote- who are you really protecting? Who are you really protecting by not protecting yourself? 
hmm. when when there's violations of police. You know, don't be a me too kind of thing. Don't yeah. wait till everybody got something to say for you to say something. That don't say much for you as a man. That's my opinion. Because if you're a man, you're going to operate how you're supposed to operate at all times, regardless of the consequences. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I have to say that's fake. I have to say that's fake. <laughs> that's fake because, yeah. like, you can't. Hewlett get on your ass, you know, but at the same token, I like D.L. Hewlett. I don't care for him as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Or as an actor, I would turn the channel quick. In the, if that man did a stand up, I wouldn't watch it, Tyrus. I don't think he's funny, but I love his talk show mm-hmm. because, regardless of his delivery, he has some valid points and he has the the right amount of passion behind what he say when it comes down to speaking up for the black community and pointing things out and giving perspective as it should be. You know, so. But that thing with them, I just I think it, it'll blow over. Terry Crews, yeah, and DL. I think it'll blow over too. But yeah, I gotta look at Terry Crews' funny style from now on. I gotta look at his funny style. He did a me too. Yeah, speaking of me too, they did a um, documentary um, about Michael Jackson. Now this really bothered me for a couple reasons. One thing is because. I'm a Michael Jackson fan. Um, always been. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you know the the people that they had in this documentary called Leaving Neverland. All three of those guys, they already testified under court that they lied about Michael molesting them. Now, in my opinion, as soft spoken as he was, he was more assertive than the most gangster rapper because he owned half a Sony. He had the Beatles catalog. He had his catalog, Elvis catalog, and many others. And then he went around and he married Elvis' daughter. Like, he was putting it in their face. Like, look at me. Like, for me, Mike was on some gangster shit. And I can't look at Mike as a pedophile. Now, even in Delft, I feel like they were trying to damage his legacy because of all these, all these accomplishments that he made. To that, you say what? Um... It it bothered me too, mm-hmm. you know. Yesterday I was just thinking about it. I'm just like, it's a, you know, it's atrocious for them to carry this two decade long. You know, this man is deceased. How much is it was nothing that wasn't shared tonight about this man's personal and professional life. Mm-hmm. Not one thing, especially when he passed. Everything was out there, good, bad, and ugly. Let this let this family go. You know, let them rest. This man is is gone you know at the end of the day he has no pain regarding it but his surviving family members do his kids do regardless so why 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 is this even a story no. that's like if another Whitney Houston documentary come out I swear. <laughs> I swear. If, a, if another Aaliyah documentary for what yeah. Michael Jackson for what Y'all beat this man so far down in the ground. Because truth be told, that was somebody to talk about self-consciousness and awareness. I think he was too self-conscious and aware. Mm-hmm. To where he hated himself to, to an extent and wasn't happy. And look at him now. Gone. Trying to live up to society's expectations. 
Let that man go. That man might have more heart in his music and then more social and, and political um, exposure than any artist outside of Stevie Wonder, in my opinion. Like, come on. Enough is enough. Find another topic. Create something new. Mm. You know. But you know. But that's my opinion. Yes, yes. Well, Jay, that's all I got for tonight. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And um, I'm going to work on their salary for you, I promise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Yeah, I'm going to put you on salary. Uh, thanks for joining me and contributing. I really appreciate yeah. it. And we just spoke truth to power. Good night. Good night.